0: and welcome to wrestling with problems i'm your host king david lane that's king david lane on just about every social media platform so give me a like follow a for request, and i'm almost likely to get a return and also like king david comedy that's comedy with a k king david comedy on most major social media platforms as well and we're here to talk about what else but wrestling and problems uh we had a big weekend of wrestling or at least a big weekend of wrestling in name <laughs> Yeah, two pay-per-views. You had the uh, TNA slash Impact Wrestling uh, pay-per-view, Uh That happened Saturday. I did not watch it. <laughs> I will probably watch it at some point, but I was in no hurry to watch it. <laughs> as much as they hyped it, I, c- I kind of forgot that it was happening until it was too late. And I was already like, you know, late into my Sunday. I was like, crap, I don't have time to watch this and Extreme Rules. But I was like, oh, well uh I'll maybe watch it later in the week. So if uh, one of my 콜s managed to watch it, they want to describe it and talk about it, they can. Initially, I wasn't p- particularly excited about it anyway. I figured I might watch it at some point just so I could talk about it, but I was in no big rush. The debut of Heath Slater just didn't do a lot for me. So you know, <laughs> I was like that was a, one of the big rumors going around. I like I do like uh the good brothers, Gallison like and Anderson. But I've sort of, you know, seen Gallo's impact already. I've uh, seen a lot of the so-called debuting talent, so, you know, I'm not exactly thrilled with it, you know, shocked surprised, you know. If they could really surprise me with somebody, maybe I'd be a little bit more interested in it, but... Overall, I do enjoy the Impact Wrestling product, but it doesn't wow me or excite me, so I'm never in a huge rush to watch it, unlike uh, AEW, or when MLW was actually producing new content. you know, I do like that uh, uh, MLW has come up with this poster. Uh, fusion shows which is like basically just instead since they don't actually have any new matches that they're filming right now they are cutting promos and doing some little segments here and there so that's enjoyable so it'll give you a little bit of your mlw fix in the meantime so i do like that back to what they're doing right now but at any rate uh extreme rules uh we'll get into a little bit later uh I'll also get into a little bit more of the stables that didn't quite get over that we were discussing last week. Uh, Before I get into that, though, hopefully to give my whole course and some time to check in and to show, I I wanted to get into something else. I am really enjoying this uh, Orange Cassidy-Chris Jericho feud. And I kind of observed the whole time that they seem to be doing a little bit of a slow build with Orange Cassidy. I was familiar with the character and was excited to see what he'd do. You know, on a larger stage since he had been working in Indies, you know, for a while, and I'd kind of seen him doing some of the stuff with the Beyond Wrestling and some of the other feds. I knew they were kind of sandbagging him a little bit on AEW. They had him come out more as a manager and not really have him wrestle all that often, not have him even show all that much energy even when he does wrestle. They had him, you know, holding back a lot. So, but once I saw him, you know, put in a program with Jericho, I knew, you know, they definitely had big plans for him. So like, okay, let's see what they do with it. And they did a great job as far as uh, selling him, you know, taking the beating with the, with the sack of oranges, the blood oranges, and just getting the crap beat out of him. Uh, they did a good job with his match with Jericho and... Uh, <sighs> And you know, they, even though he did lose that match, they did do a good job of building him up as a you know as, as an important character because he is one of the most popular gentlemen on the roster. He's one of the most popular wrestlers in the world right now, I think. Definitely, if you only count mid card guys, he's definitely one of the he's definitely probably the hottest mid card guy. And like I said, uh, it's it's kind of hard to get a full objective experience of where he's set overall since his only national exposure has been AEW over the. Uh, past, you know, a little bit less than a year now. So, you know, I, I, sometimes it's kind of hard to judge, separate your feelings and the internet wrestling community's feelings from the larger wrestling fan base at large. So I don't want to oversell it, but he's definitely, he definitely has a measure of popularity that, that few other people on the mid card can match. And I am excited to see if uh, he truly can take that next step. He would be the most unique main event talent. If he became a sort of full-time main event talent, he'd be the most unique main event talent uh, going on in the world. But overall, like I said, they did a good job with that. And actually, I think, I also thought they did a good job selling uh, Jericho saying, I'm done with him. This is over. He doesn't get a rematch. Uh, I know you marks and everybody out here wants, wants to see us fight again. When I fight again, I beat him. We're done. And then just... When you thought he was out, he was back in <laughs> getting covered in orange juice, which was hilarious. <laughs> so that was great. I also like the fact that they had him do color commentary while he still had the orange juice on him. I was like, he couldn't, like, take a shower or or change clothes or something first. <laughs> that didn't make much in a way of sense at all. <laughs> so he's just sitting at the announce table, sticky and pissed off. While he talks during the next match So that was hilarious But yeah, so I'm excited to see what they do With a rematch, I wonder I assume it's going to be some kind of gimmick match Because normally you don't just have to do a straight rematch There's got to be something to it So, but anyway I've liked what AEW has been doing over the last month Like I said I, I only, I'm a little bit disappointed that they had uh, Fighter Fest And then Fight for the Fallen uh, Basically Three straight weeks I understand they do a limited amount of pay per views, but even special events that sort of fill in a little bit, you want to kind of spread those out a little bit more. You can't have special shows like every week. So it it, it felt like it's going on a little bit too long that they've had, quote, special shows. They haven't had a regular Dynamite in quite a while. But anyway, the shows were all good, so that's not the complaint. It's more, you know, spreading out. I didn't think it was hilarious that Jr. announced night two of Fighter Fest when I was like, night two of Fighter Fest was last week. So Jr., are you calling a different show than the one I'm planning on watching tonight? So that was hilarious last week as well. Anyway, uh, but fight for the fall. If you have opportunity, you want to donate to COVID uh, relief and some of the other causes they have there in Florida, as far as some of the issues that happen, because that's definitely a, a hotbed of COVID right now you know they do have Opportunity for you to make donations or to buy Some of the merchandise So go ahead and do it oh by the way speaking Of buying merchandise if you're a listener of this show uh, You can get a wrestling with problems shirt now With the King David Lane logo on it so you can That's right you can wear my logo on your Back or on your front technically Because the logo's on the front uh, and support The show because you know I know you're you, you think we're all making the big money here uh on this on this international worldwide podcast, but that's not the case. So any, any every little bit helps. It helps the network, it helps us a little bit. So, you know, feel free to get your wrestling with problem shirt. They have a variety of uh looks available. They have short sleeve, long sleeve, they have the premium soft shirts that all those look really special, really comfortable t shirts. So
2: and then they have like, you know,
0: the more budget, for the more budget consciousness, just like any T-shirts, they have those available. So you have all variety of uh, Wrestling With problem shirts available in black and also in black. <laughs> so go ahead and get yours. I did order mine. That's right. I did order a short. I don't get – there's there's no free rides here on VOCNation.com, so I did order my shirt. My shirt should be coming very, very soon. So uh, once I get my shirt, I'm going to put it on and take some pictures, and you, and you can see how beautiful the shirt is. You can also see it on ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. That's right, ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. That's where you can get your shirts. So get your shirts. Anyway, let's move back on and talk some uh, more wrestling. Uh, in addition to that uh, – We do have some other things going on in World Wrestling I'm going to get to in just a second. But we're going to go ahead and take this first commercial break. Uh, You're listening to Wrestler Problems, and we'll be back in just a bit.
2: Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
3: Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm.
2: And you're know, there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex
3: Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party.
0: New episodes air on VOC Nation,
2: Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Dirty Podcast on VOC Nation.
3: Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old-school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career, of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Staggs of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get
4: getting ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the
6: VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
0: And welcome back to Wrestling Problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on the Irish Media platform. And I'm joined by the third man in the booth, who's actually the second man in the booth this week, Brian Hunter at Brockbiz on Twitter. That's at B R O C K B Z A on Twitter. Brian, how's it
5: going? It's going good, King. How's it going?
0: Uh, you know, for a year it's been kind of messed up. This this particular going right now is just fine. So let's let's hopefully we will continue to make improvements. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on the world of wrestling before we get into the pay-per-view, you got anything you want to talk about in the
5: world of wrestling? Uh no. Let let's just move forward. Alright, sounds good.
0: Um, before we get into some of the individual parts of the pay-per-view, let's get it just let's get into your overall thoughts on pay-per-view. What were your feelings on
5: the horror show
0: Extreme Rules? So I get my thoughts but I wanna see if yours match up with mine.
5: I honestly it um it was highly disappointing. I um it it was um some solid matches but um I I just didn't like how they had the um pay per view, especially the uh, main event which I knew it wasn't gonna be as good as the Boneyard match but I wasn't sure where they was going with that so it 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 was like kind of disorganized they they it was like they tried too hard and it and it did not work for what they were trying to do with the main event now i will say with um the world title match um with, um, wait wait wait, coaches, wait, um, wait 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 wait. Where
0: you go? Let's not get into the visual stuff. I just want to do a general thing. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll okay. break down some individual matches, but I want to, I just want to get your take on the overall product first. Uh, I right. want to go ahead and get I want to go ahead and give my opinion on overall product. Right, Val, uh, I don't disagree with you all that much. Uh, this. I didn't really have great expectations for it leading in, although generally extreme rules you think should be a good pay-per-view that provides something a little bit different. You get all sorts of gimme matches and stuff like that. Well, I, I did not have a strong feeling about the pay-per-view leading into it. Then once it happened, like I said, there was some good work on it, but very little of it quote, felt extreme. And on top yeah. of it, the card was just two and a half hours, which is much better than the four-hour cards they had for so long when I didn't want to watch four hours of wrestling because the product was not good enough to support it. It was a right. two-and-a-half-hour card that would have been a great card for 30 minutes. <laughs> like, there was about 30 minutes of great action. Unfortunately, the card was two and a half hours long. And, you know, I just it, it didn't feel like an overall good pay-per-view quality card from top to bottom. No. Um, Now, like I said, uh, like I said, it it, it wasn't so much that any of the talent individually did all that poor a job. It's just some matches just didn't have a lot of storyline built into them. Other matches that had storyline just didn't happen. And of course, some of the endings were pretty ridiculous too. But uh, let's start off with. well, actually, since we don't have a lot to talk about this week, there's not a lot I want to talk about. We, we can go match by match on the card. Let's start off with the tables match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. This was a 10-minute match. Cesaro and, and Nakamura defeated the New Day uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Okay, this match, I will say, did you start off the card with a strong match. Because technically, they had Kevin Owens and defeat Murphy, Murphy in a singles match on the pre-show, kickoff show, whatever you want to call it, but nobody really gives a crap about that. By the way, can you name another former WWE champion who's been on the kickoff show? <laughs> that just seems weird that he's on the kickoff show. But anyway, I'm move on from that. Uh, the tables match for the WWE SmackDown Tag, tag Team Championship. What, what were your thoughts on that match? I
5: think that was a good match. Um, yep. I I, um, I, I I didn't I I didn't want the um, I didn't think the New Day should have lost, but you kind of seen that coming. So so it was like the um, New Day winning the title again isn't going to be some new thing. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's it's kind it's kind of like okay, you know at some point they will get them belts back by Hook or Crook.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I kind of like I said, I kind of think all things considered, it's not necessarily bad that New Day lost this match. The New Day have been together for six years now. They've had a nice, strong one long time. There's not really uh, much else new for to do in the tag team division, so it's nice to get some fresh blood, some guys that haven't exactly had the run in WWE that you. A lot of fans would like them to have Cesaro and Nakamura. You know, I've got the belts on them. They got some heat on them, so that's good for them. Uh, I'm a big fan of Nakamura and Cesaro. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily feel bad about this. Like I said, I was I was not necessarily predicting. I don't think I, I think I predicted the new day would win, but I I can't say I'm completely shocked. And like I said, overall it is probably the better storyline. The less are all nothing more, you know, defend the belts for a while and take on some new opponents, provide you know fresh. Uh, Tag team matches for the t- tag team championship. So there's not really a downside there. And like I said, again, the match was very, very good. There was some, there were some nice table spots and some nice stuff in there. And that was like, like, like I said that Kobe Kingston threw those stacked tables was very, very. That that was probably the most extreme moment and the pay-per-view. in the whole pay per view as far as a nice bump that was taken. You know. Yeah. Uh, so overall, yes, we, we both agree that was a good match. That was probably I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a quick stroll real fast. Yeah, I'd say that was probably the best match on the card. So. You got off to a nice start, and actually, all considered, that's when I was actually paying attention to the pay-per-view. So I paid attention probably through the first two or three matches pretty closely. And then it started getting a little bit hard to pay attention. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to that in a second. We got Bailey, the champion, defeated Nikki Cross uh, for the, win- the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Bailey was seconded by Sasha Banks. Nikki Cross was seconded by Alexa Bliss. Uh, there was some solid work in this match. There was, there was never really a point where I really felt like Nikki Cross was going to win, though. Now, Bailey's run with the belt has been kind of blah this whole time. And while I liked Bailey, you know, the previous sort of huggy, you know, nice Bailey, I thought a I thought a heel turn from her wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. But it's just not working for me. The bad haircut, the bad attitude. It's just like I don't want really to root against her, and she's not compelling me to really want to root against her. With the way her character is Matter of fact, you know who I Know know whose heel turn I compare to Bailey's If you want to look If you want to do a comparison to Bailey's heel turn When Dr. Britt Baker and AEW went heel I was not necessarily a fan of her heel turn either But Bailey Hasn't necessarily improved as a heel Dr. Britt Breaker has improved as a heel. When she first went heel, I was like, okay, she's trying to act bad, but she's trying to act bad. You know? It's different when you seem like you are bad versus when you're acting bad. She seemed at first to be acting like she wanted to do what a bad person would do. But it gradually, as they sort of expanded the character, she added some little tweaks here and there, her little digs to Tony Schiavone. Her digs when, when they added, you know, Reba slash Rebel to her, you know, sort of, you know, being a dictator assistant, that sort of stuff. Eventually, it became to the point where, okay, I like her as a heel. She's doing a good job as a heel. She doesn't seem like she's trying to do it in a hammy, over the over the top sort of way. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the heel comparison to somebody that you previously liked. You say, okay, you're gonna turn a heel. Be a heel, but be a heel that I want to not like.
5: Bailey has not done it yet. Well, I um, I, I, um, I look at it like this. Okay. Now I slightly um, disagree with um, Bailey. It, it's just like okay, as as a face, she's getting stale. So her turning heel needs to happen, as, um, as you um, mentioned. But my, okay, my thing is okay, she's not the heel you hate. She's more with um, Sasha Banks, that that comical heel. Sasha plays a better heel, in uh, my opinion. But, okay, Bayley having the title is more entertaining than Oscar having the title. It's more entertaining than, um, definitely more than Nikki Cross or um, some of her other opponents that that she faced. um, Like, uh, hell, Within the last um, what six months? Who can you honestly say um, is more interesting to have a title on? And her and um Sasha Banks honestly been carrying the WWE for for the past um what two months. Now them being the Golden Girls, they they're actually comical. They're actually more comical than the Iconics, and the Iconics, I like them. They 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 are probably the best. Female tag team, but they're not the most entertaining.
0: Actually, I, as far as out of the ring, I like the Iconics better than I like Bailey and Sasha. Now, as far as in the ring, I give Bailey and uh, Sasha, you know, much better in-ring talent. But out of the ring, I like the characters combined. I like the Iconics better than I like Bailey and uh, Sasha. I don't like I don't like Bailey's character pretty much at all as a heel. Sasha Banks' character I like as a heel. Bailey's I don't care for. I like the iconic both characters individually as heels. I would say I would I, individually I probably wouldn't put either one of them as good a heel as Sasha Banks, but collectively mm. their team is still better. That the team heel collectively than Bailey and Sasha Banks. Is. So if, if I was ranking the most four, I would put Sasha Banks as the best heel. I would put probably uh, Billy K two, Paige Royce three, and Bailey four if I rank those particular so. Anyway, yeah. in any rate, uh, let's move on to the next match on the card. We got uh, MVP defeated Apollo Crews by forfeit. <laughs> so this is a sort of whole what was that?
5: Man, uh, I apparently. Don't know what did say about that?
0: Yeah, apparently there's a little bit of confusion. Cause there, cause at first it was like, okay, maybe Cruz can positive for COVID nineteen.
6: Yeah, that's why. There I was know. rumors. There
0: was there was rumors that he wasn't cleared. Then the fourth, apparently. Uh, he declared that uh, he wasn't cleared due to a bulging disc. So I'm not really sure if they're like if one of these things is the gimmick and the other part isn't. Right. If one is one of these things kayfabe or why he isn't, <laughs> it's kind of confusing. But according, according to a uh, WWE.com report about the situation uh, He declared himself As such as the horror show at WWE Extreme Rules when Apollo Crews was included to compete In the schedule as to bulging disc So WWE.com report Says bulging disc So
5: An so actual injury
0: Yes, that's what they're saying So Of course WWE has previously stated They didn't want the talent Reported any failed COVID-19 test. So let's see if he is quote cleared in about two weeks that's the quarantine period. Assuming you know, assuming that he failed the test, if he took a test, if he failed it, he probably would have failed it in between raw and now. So that would give him wow. that would he wouldn't be he wouldn't be able to be on the show tonight. So he, I guess he theoretically could probably probably shouldn't be back next Monday either then, because that would still be under the two-week period. You would need to be
5: right. going at least
0: two four weeks, and that's assuming that you could, you know, have it cleared from your system, so again, I don't want to speculate on any of this. I'm just, you know, putting out what's on been out said there. by other right. people. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any access to any sort of inside information or anything, so... Right right, right, we can't uh,
5: say that's the information that's known.
0: Yeah, they,
5: they whatever
0: they, whatever story they're gonna tell though, they need to get, you know, cleared. So anyway, let's let's go ahead and move on from that. because it wasn't a match, it was a it wasn't felt somewhat entertaining segment for the couple minutes it lasted.
4: Thank uh, God. next Yeah.
0: Next we had an Eye for Eye match. Seth Rollins defeated Ray Mysterio Union when his eye supposedly got gouged out. Uh, apparently, he won the match by, like, you know, pushing Ray's head against the steel steps. The match was overall was a good match. I, I forgot how good Ray's can still be. I guess he really finally did get his felt somewhat together because for a while, it seemed like almost every time he wrestled, he'd get hurt. But uh, he put on a good show. He did some good bumps. Uh, The end of the match was kind of stupid. I don't think anybody expected an actual eye to be extracted. Even that looked phony by like, (laughs) even accepting the fact that nobody was going to lose an eye, even that looks kind of phony. Now, luckily, at least WWE was smart enough not to focus the camera too much on it. And what they did was instead of focusing a lot on the eye, you, you saw for a brief second a little, you know, white piece, you know, stuck out. Then they immediately showed the camera on Seth Rollins of Seth Rollins vomiting. He's like he was so grossed out by what he had done. But then the the other weird part to me was the sort of collected wrestlers and trainees that were outside the ring were all like booing Seth Rollins, and I'm like. What's the point in booing him? The, the stipulation of the match is eye for an eye. Somebody needed to have their eye gouged out to win match. Yeah. Right. So what are you going to do if you're in that match? <laughs> Let him g- gouge your eye out? That just seems kind of stupid to boo him for that. Even though he is the heel, and normally you want to boo the heel, that just seems kind of silly.
5: <laughs> right.
0: It's like, one of those weird disbelief things you have to suspend when you watch wrestling. It just seemed kinda of silly to me overall though. So So uh next let's go ahead and uh uh oh come here. Let me, let me you get any comments on that or do you
5: want to move on? You can move on.
0: Well, oh, okay. Let's move on to the next match. We got Oscar the champ with Kyrie Sane versus Sasha Banks with Bailey as a champ. The match <laughs> Ended with you know Sasha Banks <laughs> walking off with the belt when Bailey put on the referee shirt. And <laughs> what was that part? <laughs> <And laughs> but it was, I guess, it was kind of funny, but it also seemed very, very ridiculous. By the way, this is the longest <coughs> match on the card. This was a twenty minute match, according to the times listed on Wikipedia. So that's the bad part. But it was a ridiculous ending. It and was. they were like,
2: "Hey, we gotta walk
0: off with the belts." So, I mean, it was ridiculous. It was. I mean, it was. I guess it was kind of entertaining in retrospect, but at the at, at the time, it, it felt more stupid to me. So I guess now they're list they're listing it as a no contest. So it was it was kind of unclear if you watched every review exactly how it was uh, written because mm-hmm. they was acting like that she had won it. But then nobody came out and made any announcement that, no, she didn't win it. There was no other referee that came out that did anything, which would have been, which would have been the thing that made sense you to have a referee come out or some, quote, authority figure come out. They know the match is not over. You know, we have to have a finish to this match, particularly with it being, you know, extreme rules pay-per-view. It's kind of ridiculous not to have some sort of backup plan where you're, somebody's de- declared a definitive winner. But, you know, but overall, only, this, is, this is a solid match. Like I said, you, 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 you don't expect a match with Oscar to be bad. You don't expect a match with Sasha Banks to be bad. So they both did a good job in this match. I
5: um, I would agree with you on uh, on um, all your points. The only reason I can see that they did a no contest is, um, as I say in wrestling, the um, the um, the chase and the payoff. Now. Only I can see will be the payoff is Sasha winning the um okay, the raw women's title. Because if she don't win, okay, none of this makes any sense. You don't have okay, you don't have um the golden role models running Roughshy and uh, um on all three brands. You okay, it's one thing to have um Bailey uh being um uh, Bailey now you have, um, okay, two, two bells, uh, two bells banks. And I, I will admit those two are comical though. They, now I'm not saying they're better than, than Iconics, but how they coming up with, uh, with, with these new um, names is, is actually comical. How they win their matches is um, laughable, but entertaining. And I can I see, um, this all coming to a head, um, when SummerSlam hits.
0: I think it's a, especially within the women's evolution and the four horse, women eventually always end up fighting again. So how long this will last? Probably not very long. And then, you know, this, if they, if they wanted to both give them both the individual titles, this would have been the night to do it. So I'm thinking since they didn't give her the title over, So if they didn't uh, give it a title tonight I'm like I doubt if they're going to give it to her tomorrow night they, They'll probably have some sort of rematch tomorrow night I mean like When, when I say tomorrow night I guess tonight I was thinking you know, thinking from last night at the pay-per-view But they'll probably have a rematch tonight on Raw uh, So We'll see how it goes But You can't have a You can't have a team With the Eagles like they have Like Sasha and Bailey, You know current iteration has if they both have the team belts and they both want individual belts and then one doesn't have an individual belt. So I I think like SummerSlam might actually be a good time to have that, either have them fight each other or for them to, you know, have the split that leads into the rift, leading into another pay-per-view. So yeah, I definitely see that happening. And since SummerSlam will probably be another pay-per-view that's not in front of people again, (laughs) because the Florida situation keeps getting worse and worse. (laughs) Uh, they might want to try to add something big but Something that adds a little bit to it So, At any rate, uh, let's move on to the next match on the card uh, The final, what you call, real match Was Drew McIntyre, the champ uh, The WWE champ Defeated Dolph Ziggler By the way, I, I realized in the lead up to this match, I couldn't remember who held the WWE championship or the universal championship. (laughs) And finally, it was like Drew McIntyre having, so that's right. That's right. He is the champ. Crap. I I completely forgot. (laughs)
5: That's bad.
0: That also reminds me. I still, I still can't remember who holds the universal belt. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) off the top of your head? Strowman. And by the way, was did that make like the uh swamp fight a title match? But then I realized, oh yeah, there's no referee <laughs> So I guess that's not a title match. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll get into that we'll get into that match in a second. Uh Drew McIntyre, the champ, defeated Dolph Ziggler. Surprising literally nobody. <laughs> but by the way, uh the extreme rule stipulations only apply to Ziggler, which means McIntyre had to wrestle under normal single match rules, but Ziggler uh, could, couldn't, you know, do anything. Could use any measure you wanted. If you can make any rule you want from the, for a title match, though, he messed that up, though, because he was he was nice to do it in a creative way, under which you know, okay, McIntyre had to wrestle normal rules, and I had to do I could do extreme stuff, but if you're gonna do that. Do it. You know what he should have said? He should have well, said, I win, it. I win the belt if I get a one count, but you have to have a million count to beat me. <laughs> that's how you do it. If you really want to take advantage of making rules, if you can make whatever rules you want for the match, that's the way to do it. So he was creative, but not quite creative enough. But overall, you know, you expect Drew Megan, you expect those was going to do some nice up in and make his opponent look good and that's what happened. He definitely made Drew McIntyre look good. Drew McIntyre, you know, also, you know, did a good job in the match. Poor big guy, he's very, very agile and very good in the ring overall. So that Claymore click was looked looked brutal at the end of the match.
6: So it did.
0: overall, strong match, enjoyable match, everything you expected to happen. You expected no matter what no matter what the stipulation, you still expect the Ziggler was gonna lose, and Ziggler lost.
5: So, that's what happened.
0: Any comments on that match?
5: Nah, um, you, you, you pretty much um, said everything that I was going to say.
0: Okay. And then, finally, we had the Wyatt Swamp fight. This was literally the most disappointing thing on the card. Matter of fact, the weird thing about this is I forgot this match had, had not happened yet, just like I forgot Brought Strip had the belt. Uh I only thought about it at the very, very end because I realized there was, when I realized there's no referee, I'm like, wait a minute. Now nah, I think about it, Braun Strowman does have the Universal if There's no ref. This doesn't make sense. So I guess this isn't a title match. Of course, normally the cinematic matches aren't title matches, even if one of the people have a title. So, but anyway, I was expect, I was hoping that this would be interesting and entertaining since it is a cinematic match. I don't know if they just run out ideas for the cinematic matches or what, or they just think the fact that it's a cinematic match makes it exciting. This right. match was not exciting at all. This was boring. They had all these, you know, interesting visuals and stuff, but I was not entertained by them. I was like, oh, look, a buzzard. Oh, look, there, it's at night, but then they're showing an orange sky. over oh, there's some weird animals. Oh, there's all this filthy water.
5: <laughs> Right.
0: Maybe if maybe if this had been the first cinematic match that we had seen, this would have been more maybe. interesting. But having seen like what three or three. four of them just, already, and this match wasn't even as good as any of those. This clearly was not as good as a boneyard match. No, I don't even know if this was as good as the first quote cinematic match they did in WWE. I think the first cinematic match, at least recently that they did, was like a few years ago when uh, they had the Wyatt Family versus the New Day, this wasn't even as good as that. That wasn't that good of a match as far as the cinematic match. Uh, I think we used Boneyard matches as the sort of gold standard for these in WWE. There's been some good stuff that they did in uh, TNA or Impact when it was like, you know, obviously uh, the Hardys, you know, the final deletion, that sort of stuff. But at least in huh. within the WWE standards as far as truly having – the production budget and the cameraman and everything else that you could do when you have a little bit more in the way of resources. uh, I think the Boneyard match is the gold standard for that. This was not even close to that. This was just matter of fact, this wasn't even as good as the John Cena cinematic thing they did where they didn't actually even really fight. It was just a bunch of crazy stuff. This wasn't even as good as that. That wasn't much in the way of fighting, but at least it was entertaining. This wasn't entertaining on any level. Matter of fact, you know what this looked like? This looked like somebody watched a bunch of horror movies And decided, okay, we're going to copy this from that one We're going to copy this from that one Copy this from that one And then there's going to be no real significant payoff at the end Other than just, okay, look, The Fiend Congratulations So this probably more than anything made me felt like This was like a waste of time Like I said, this whole thing... I originally said 30 minutes. This probably should have been a 30 minute card. But looking back, and now that I've actually run through the matches, actually, you probably could have made this a 45 to an hour minute card and made it interesting. So I'll give them a little bit more credit than I gave it. After looking at it in hindsight, uh, I'll give them twice the credit and say, okay, this would have been a good card for an hour as far as entertainment value. It's just, unfortunately, it ran 90 minutes longer than that. But, uh, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman, I guess technically Bray Wyatt won, even though there was no (laughs) referee to count anything. He was the one that came out of the water, I suppose. I guess that means he's won.
6: So according to
0: Wikipedia, he won. This was just very disappointing. So what are your thoughts on it?
5: My sentiments um, pretty much mirror yours. It was like, okay, it, um okay, it's kinda like um the extreme rules match, okay. It would make more sense if it was similar to um the, the, the bone yard match. Oh, okay, um no referee. Even when was the Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Okay, it wasn't for a title. It was more for pride. Understood that you, you know what I mean. Now, if you got a title up for grab, and you're supposed to have your secondary title in the company up for grab, uh, it's supposed to be some type of payoff. And to me, the ending of okay, you okay, you can't have an ending like that when it's extremes, when it's extreme rules. It 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 it, it, just, it just it just doesn't um, work like that. Yep. So overall, uh,
0: if I'm going to rank this, if I'm going to give it a letter grade, I'm going to give this particular card a C, Um, and and that's a generous C, because like I said, looking back after after going through it match by match by match, there wasn't much that I really hated other than I was so disappointed in the swap fight. Even the matches that weren't necessarily great matches did have some good stuff in it. None of this really felt particularly extreme, but it was, you know, some solid work by some solid wrestlers in in most of the matches. And like I said, it was much better that this was a two and a half hour pay-per-view with about a good hour of action, as opposed to a four hour pay-per-view with one hour of good action. So I guess that's progress in a way. So uh, I'll go ahead and give it a C grade. So uh, if you have to give it a letter grade, or if you want to give it a number grade, you can do that. However, you want to do it. Grade the paper. I'm, I'm, How do you grade it? I'm,
5: I'm giving that a D because okay, this okay, and this is why. Extreme rules horror show. I didn't see no no actual horror. I did not see too much extreme rules. No, no I mean, um, if, if if you're gonna have it, you you go one or the other. And I don't know why they did the horror show. Now, if if you want to say the whole thing with Rey Mysterio being part of a horror show, okay, I make a go with that. Uh, with with um Braun Strowman and and Bray Wyatt, was, was it really a horror show or was that um a failure on um, creative control? Because to to me, it's like back in the WCW days when they had um Kevin Nash at um as Oz or whatever, and then when they had the Dungeons of Doom and you had the the Yeti, it's like, come on man, like <laughs> you're supposed to do better than this crap. Exactly. But but while um the wrestlers in the matches weren't particularly bad, but it's how they sold whole pay-per-view, first of all, you don't put the horror show. What was the point of the horror show? Like, something different?
0: Yeah, but but, by the way, uh, it's supposed to be like, quote, a horror movie or something like that. Those things are usually rated R, which is, you know, rated for, you know, really nobody under 17, or at least without parental guidance. WWE has been PG for years, Maybe on
6: pay per well, yeah. maybe
0: maybe for uh pay they can up it to like maybe P G thirteen or T V fourteen depending on how you want to look at it. But right. you're not gonna get any quote horror. You're not you're not getting you're not getting Freddy Krueger slicing anybody. You're not you're not getting Leatherface coming at nobody with a chainsaw or anything like that. So
6: Right, right. That, that, that was that, just, that's that, why that I was like, just not to work.
5: right. That that's my thing. That that's why I gave it a D because if I'm a literal person. And if you say something, I'm taking it for what you say it is. you say a pay-per-view, you say a horror show, again, like you said, I know that it's a um, PG era. You know what I mean? I get that. I accept that. Now, doesn't that contradict the, 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 the styles? You know what I mean? It, um, it, it's like um, what, what was said last week. Okay. The difference between WCW and WWE or F, it's a certain segment that had okay that that's about more of a serious tone of wrestling, which was NWA and the WCW era. Now you got the WWE, uh, which was um, or WWF back in the day, that was more of the cartoonish like. Um, like super animated type things going and it was what it was. You, you, you had the Hulkamania and you had um, some of the other over-the-top acts and everything, which um, it, it, um, it was what it was and everything. But now it's kind of like you need to be more uh, precise with, uh, with your product. And I still believe WWE is still trying to do that. 80s mode of um, of w- w- uh, whatever they're doing, and that's why I believe AEW is o- is overall gonna kick their tail um, as far as rings the rest of the year.
0: Oh yeah! By the way, I guess the- actually it is something we could talk about. Uh, we're like we're not gonna get into it that much this week, but. AEW did win the overall uh, ratings uh, War For Wednesday Night Wars this week After losing three weeks in a row They've won the quote demographic Which is 18 to 49 Which is where the companies really get their money from For the most part So they've won They still managed to win that Even though they lost three weeks in a row Until this previous week But uh, they did get back, back on top In overall ratings uh, this week I don't have the exact numbers in front of me I don't really care enough This week, since we're talking about some other things. But, you know, if if there's a significant change one way or the other next week, we'll we'll get the actual numbers for you. But I figured since you did mention getting butt kicked and whatnot, I figured I'd go ahead and bring that in. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Brawl's number has continued to drop. Like, they're having record low ratings. They're like down to like 1.5 million viewers overall, which is like literally unheard of numbers in the history of the show. So. But anyway, so we'll, so what?
5: I um I was about to say so um was it really Heyman who um okay, who who messed up or was it Vince who, who just needed to be put out the pastor um ten years ago? I
0: don't I don't think uh I'm not going to say that it's payment because clearly after he left, the ratings continue to go down. So clearly you can't put it all on him. He kept saying that, Hey, it's going to take me about, it's probably going to take me a year and a half or so to build up these new stars. And if you want to have a good run for the next quote, 10 years, if you take a little bit of a dip for the next year and a half, that's not bad. Cause we're, we're building a strong foundation. Unfortunately, you know Vince was not being patient so he decided to go back instead of trying this new thing and you know write it out and see how it goes and okay after a year and a half if it didn't work then you get rid of it he's like no I'm panicking now uh I'm going to go ahead and consolidate and I'm going to go with Bruce Pritchard who tells me you know what I want to hear <laughs> Bruce will always give me what I want to hear for the most part <laughs> And like I said, Bruce has a nice track. Don't get me wrong, Bruce has a nice overall track record over the years. Just like Vince has a quote nice track record overall over the years. But having a nice track record over the years is not necessarily giving the current fans the current product that they want. I think Paul Heyman probably has a little bit of a better voice to what the current fan wants right now. But he was not allowed to you know sort of show off his whole vision. So, At any rate. We'll continue to see over the next year and a half <laughs> how that works out, now that I think about it, because uh, since he wanted a year and a half, that basically, basically would have put him until this time next year. So this time next year, we'll see if the WWE is in a better spot or a worse spot, and that will give us some, a little bit of a guidance. But anyway, uh, before we move on to our next subject, which is going to be the part two of the stables over that we started last week, let's go ahead and uh, bring the second man in the booth, Who's normally the second man? At least he's the third man in the booth this week because he's just now being put on. But he, you know, he did check in earlier. He said, "We're doing such a good job without him. Let's go ahead and go, go without him." So we did. Uh, Chris Best at Chris Best ninety nine on Twitter. How's it going, Chris?
6: Yo, what's up, gentlemen, uh, listeners, everybody? Yeah, like I said, I was listening earlier. Y'all just have to get a little flow. I'm like I'm not going to get in and screw this up. But so since I'm in, I guess I'll screw this up now. Uh, I'm going ju- to jump in on a couple quick things from the stream Rules And we can move forward First of all yeah, I want to agree with uh, you David Because you gave it a C And I'm going to give it a C as well And I'm, the reason I'm giving it a C Is because I'm giving the workers The in-ring talent The workers, the boys, whatever you want to call them They get an A They went out there and they did their thing The best they could possibly do And they put on a good performance the F is going to creative, and I almost want to give it a D, because with it being the horror show, I expect it. I expect a lot more out of creative, given the, um workers a better put them in a better position to really deliver this time. And with it not being in front of a live audience, that that that, that still confuses me. It's not in front of a live audience, there are no rules in professional wrestling and what you can, you can't do. This is your chance to be creative and uh, think outside the box and inside the box and around the box and everything else and just do some things that you've never seen before. But like you gentlemen already stated, Vince is in charge, and when in doubt, do what's worked for me before. That is a cancer in the wrestling community. I've seen it at all levels where guys say, look, this is what works and still doesn't work. This worked for me in 1988. This will work today. And we all know that's not true. Wrestling is cyclical, but it, you know, changes over time. So, you know, and you have to be a little smarter than what they're doing right now in my opinion. So as for the horror show, I'm assuming the horror was short for horrible, because that's what it was. creative really didn't get it done this time. The workers, they did fine. You know, I don't, and I I like to try to, remind people that when i criticize wwe or anybody else i'm very rarely criticizing the in-ring talent for what they've done because the guys and the women at this level do what they do on a level that's better than 99 of the rest of the rest of the planet that's why we know who they are and they don't know who we are they are good at what they do it's the creative guys and creative women are not getting it done And putting the putting their ring talent in a situation Where you just cannot win You put the best actor in the world In the worst movie in the world It can only be You know You got uh, Ro- Robert De Niro In a bad movie You know it's Robert De Niro You know he's good at it But if the movie sucks He can't fix it Also Um you know, and another thing, they hyped up the whole Sheamus and Matt Hardy, th- Jeff Hardy thing. Yeah, didn't happen and no one cared. Supposedly it's going to be moved to SmackDown, but no one will care there either.
0: I didn't even notice. I didn't um, even think about it. You're right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you brought it up just now. Were they supposed to be fighting this
6: pay per view? Yes. Jeff didn't happen. That's two matches Why that were supposed to happen that. and it didn't happen. <laughs> Um, Another thing with Braun Strowman and Met Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt WWE. If you're ever gonna listen to me, do it now. You only need one. You only need one championship belt. Let that be the one that Drew McIntyre carries until somebody you put it on somebody who people care about. Uh, The perfect angle to go with this is let Braun and Bray keep. Feuding for a while And let and let um, Have Bray come out and explain how He could have won the championship But he doesn't want it He just wants to burn the world down And eventually Have uh, Bray win it Not accept that belt And not ever bring it to the ring again And just let it just disappear You only need one championship right now There's no brand split You see the same people on each show let, you know, just let Bray take it away And let us forget about it We will forget about it after a few weeks Him not bringing it to the ring Not defending it, not even acknowledging himself As the champion Yeah, by
0: the way, you raised a great point about that And I, that was actually something I was thinking about Over the weekend, they should unify All the titles I mean, I guess you probably should keep NXT sort of separate because it's His own thing, so I guess you could keep Those yes. titles separate, but all the, quote, WWE titles should be unified. You unify the U.S. and IC. You unify Universal and WWE. You unify both the tag team championships. You unify both the women's mm-hmm. championships. You don't need all these belts for what's happening right now. Even Honestly, even with even if you didn't split the plans, they always keep coming up with the excuse, well, how can we get this person on this show and this person on this show? Well, we'll say, well, you can you can bring three stars from this show on that show and three stars from this show on this show. No You just you, you unify all the belts And you say the champions Can appear on whatever show They want That gives you Simple The exact. out of letting people On multiple shows And it actually For the most part Gives you the people That you want On multiple shows Because that's what you want You want people Who are the important stars, And normally Hopefully those are the ones That have the belts So that's what you should do Unify all these belts And like I said You know Obviously certain belts Like the 24-7 title Which is like You know It'll come and go, anyway. But the IC, in you, the, the IC in the United States should be unified. The tag team belts should be unified. The one tag belts are already tend to be unified. Well, just, there's, there's no split there, so that would be a better way to do it. Plus, on top of it, when you have a pay per view
1: and you have like
0: five titles that aren't being defended on that pay per view, that tells you those titles aren't important. <laughs> Thank
6: you. Thank you, man. not. They're not important to you. Yes.
0: <laughs> now, by the way, sorry to interrupt you, but since since you brought that up, I wanted to bring that up. I also want to bring up uh, something else, so I want to let you go ahead and continue your thoughts on TV, if you have any more. But I have some thoughts on, since this was supposed to be the horror show at Extreme Rules, there's at least three NXT superstars that I thought they should have brought onto the show. To make it a little bit more like that Since, uh, you know, NXT stars Are typically allowed to be on pay-per-views now So, do uh, you got anything mm-hmm. else you want to add Or, or were you done with uh, Talking
6: about the pay-per-view? You know, I feel like I've said More about the pay-per-view than That was brought up in any creative meeting So I'm done
0: Okay, great Here here are the three stars That I thought would have been perfect for a full Horror show Dexter Loomis did some great stuff both as Dexter Lumis and as Samuel Shaw, so he would have been a great choice for. Karrion Cross, they've done some great setback and interesting stuff with his character as far as you know attacking folks,
1: so he would have been
0: perfect for. Her. And then of course Shasty Blackheart, as far as the women side, she could have did some, they could have did some creative interesting stuff with her. Those are three stars
6: where mm-hmm.
0: you could have at least took two of them and have them sort of doing the backstage attacks, and if we not know who's doing this, and you sort of save that for the end, and you sure you get that last shot at the end where you get the, the shot of their face with the evil look on or something, the, the same shots you got with the theme. but I think that would have made it a little bit more interesting if they had done it that way. Or, you know, you, you, you could have, you know, did it other ways, like I said, with the attacks and whatnot. Matter of fact, you could have had them just attacking the, the quote, Fans, which was like the wrestling talent and the trainees in the crowd, you could have had them doing that. Having lights go out, and you just, you know, you come back and you see like three or four people laid out. You could have did something like that It was quote going to be a quote horror show. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of more of stuff they could have did, and like I said, I, I, I did give the show a C. If I really had been completely just focused on the horror show part and that not living up, I definitely, I, I definitely could have gave it to D that you guys gave it. But I, like I said, I tried to, you know, give the steps for the in-ring talent that did do a good job for the most part, so I went with the C. But like I said, I completely see your arguments for giving it I, if, if I wanted to use that same criteria, I very easily could have gave it a D myself. So uh, Overall, I think we all pretty much saw the same thing. There was some good in-ring work, but the creative left a lot to be desired as far as what happened with it. So Definitely. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, do a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up this week's show with something that we started last week. This is actually a very, very interesting topic that we really enjoyed, and we're going to get into a little bit more. We're going to talk about stables that didn't quite get over despite having talent, so we're going to have some nice 80s and 90s stables to discuss, you know, since the wrestling product was not up to the Oh! Before I go to commercial break, I know you guys both have some hot takes on the Slamiversary. So, uh, Brian, what's your hot take on Slamiversary? Yep, that sums it up. Now, Chris,
6: what's your hot take on
0: Slamiversary? Yeah,
6: They right. <laughs> exactly.
0: My hot take on Slamiversary is, I have seen some good reviews for it online. I just was not all that excited
6: to see uh
0: Heath Slater debut, so I wasn't lining up to watch that. <laughs> I do like yeah, no, the
6: Wait, they Gallo. didn't call him Heath. What's up? They did uh, they call they didn't call him Heath Slater. Um, like they just called him Heat. Then I'm like, no, they didn't call him that. They didn't call him anything.
0: They just said this guy <laughs> Did they pull the old outsider gimmick with like we know who this guy is, <laughs>
6: Pretty much.
0: Did they talk about his kids at all? <laughs>
6: no, they he did have on a free a shirt say a free agent, but it's a different font than it was when he was in WWE.
0: Now, when they say free agent, does that mean he's working for free? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not a huge. Slater fan. I'm, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he's, there's nothing about him that excites me in any sort of way. So, when they, like, you know, there's been plenty of talent where, like, you'll see, like, a Sean Spears, who previously was, like, the perfect 10, and you'll be like, this guy's been pulled back by the man. That guy has been pulled down by the man. You know, he creative, has not used him properly. I think he's Slater was used exactly Definitely. properly the way he should have been used. He's a guy. <laughs>
6: He was the body.
0: When he was team with Rhino, you know he was he was in the Nexus that I really honestly forgot about. He was on the roster collecting a check for like fifteen years. So I think he did plenty from what his level of talent is. He was with three MB. He, he earned his money for fifteen years. He was around for fifteen years. I never felt like, man, we're supposed to get more peace later. though. <laughs> He's what I refer to as Addison. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
4: uh, yeah.
0: uh, apparently, Brian dropped off. That's why he wasn't able to give his opinion. So I'm going to put Brian back on. Hey, Brian, what is your hot take on simon anniversary?
5: Meh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway,
0: we're going to take this commercial break and come back and discuss They Didn't Quite Get Over, part two. You're listening to WrestleReproducts. We'll be back in just a minute.
1: General Adon, Nito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Stiles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation.
2: Saturdays,
3: 6 p.m. Eastern, vocnation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and biggie. The morning after right here on the VOC Nation radio network. Brady Hicks
2: and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation.
3: Talking wrestling, football, news whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, nine Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network,
6: the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
0: And welcome back to us, our host, King David Lane. It's King David Lane, just whatever just from wants to just like call it from the press, and I was most like return. And by the way, uh, give us a uh, five star review and.
4: Uh,
0: on you know your social media uh, platforms like podcasts, Place of choice, it helps us out a little bit. You know, helps boost us up in the ratings and gives us a little bit more exposure. So if you're on iTunes or Stitch or whatever else, give us a five star rating and a review, and we greatly appreciate it. Anyway, I'm joined by Chris Best. At Chris Best 99 on Twitter, and we're both joined by Brian as my visit on Twitter as well. So welcome back to the show, guys. We're gonna finish the second part to what we were discussing last week. Uh, Stables that didn't quite get over, and here's one on the list that I'm sure you guys have probably forgotten about. Uh, Raven had a number of stables over the years. He's had his flock, he had uh, the nest when he was in ECW at the flock at WCW. He later had like Deadpool, Necro Ward, and Dark Carnival all in uh, WCW. Which included uh, Vampiro and Incident Clown Possible, but that's not who that's not who we're going to discuss right now. We're going to discuss one of the ones that was in uh, in TNA. This one is called Serotonin. Do you remember Serotonin, gentlemen? Oh,
5: sorry, the the the
0: thing did not open. Let me try that again. Okay, I'll go with Brian first. Do you remember Serotonin?
5: Yeah, um, isn't that the group with uh, Frankie uh, Kazarian was in?
0: Yep, you had Kazarian, you had Maverick Matt, and you had Johnny Divine.
5: Oh God, that was highly one of those things you 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 rather forget about.
0: The, the one, like I said, the one thing that sort of separated Serotonin from like the Ravens uh, flock, Ravens nest. But he did it a little bit differently. It was a sort of group that was sort of built around him. But he didn't speak for the group with the promos like he did with the flock and with the nest. He was only seen after the matches. And after the matches, he basically just beat the members of the group with a keynote stick regardless of whether they won or lost. It's part of the program. Torture Torture builds success. (laughs) And I do want to think, uh, you know, this is straight up from Wikipedia. I did not remember all this much stuff about this. Stable. In fact, I forgot about the table. I started doing research on some different tables. But I kind of like this idea, you know, particularly for a guy like Raven who had his flock and stuff like that. Something similar, but a little bit different too. Uh, unfortunately, the members just took the role of jobbers. They lost a lot of matches. And that's the main problem you're going to have. If you have nothing but people jobbing, <laughs> Your stable's not gonna get over. Matter of fact, I can only think of one stable that sort of got over with his members job, is, and that was of course the Job Squad. <laughs> because if you're gonna, if your job is the job, and you you sort of acknowledge that, that's kind of funny.
6: I guess yeah. the Job Squad was great because they admitted, like, look, one, two, three, ten, you pay me, whatever, dog. This. Just... Give my money and let me go on about my day.
1: They exactly. they, they
6: they they leaned into it, you know, and the t shirts and everything was hilarious. And that's why I got old.
0: Exactly, because you know, a lot of times people who who wrestle like the dominant wrestlers, they say, I'm not getting paid by an hour. The job squad wasn't getting paid by an hour either.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're
6: like, I'm not getting paid by an hour, I'm paying by the met. Just get over with. It. I got it. I only put fifty cents in the meter outside. <laughs> that's, that's or that now, like that's, that's probably the truth. I'm gonna say or if you're
0: like a jobber on an independent show <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm just picturing, I'm not getting an extra hot dog if I last fifteen minutes. <laughs> and, and the
6: and another the favor. All
5: right. All I'm getting is twenty bucks, a hot dog and a box of popcorn
4: okay, one by, the way,
5: by the way I was going to include
0: on this uh, On this the, uh, A current stable Guess what current stable I was going to include Go ahead WWE
6: stable WWE has a stable? Yes <laughs>
0: Technically, they're not really stable right now because one of the guys is like, you know, like, yeah, I don't want this COVID,
5: so I'm staying home. So
0: technically, they're attacking now.
5: The new day? Uh, no, he's probably no, the new day, talking about no.
0: no the new day is over,
6: So no, this, remember this no, 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 no. stable
0: that didn't quite get over.
6: Are you guys in
0: No, they didn't.
6: He's. They kind
0: of get. Cut underneath them for some other reasons. anyway, I was going to put the artist yeah, collective, the, Cesaro, Sammy Zayn, and Shisuke Nakamura, and if no, them, about and, and, and now Cesaro and Nakamura have a tag title, so they have been cut from the list. Because <laughs> they did, they did sort yeah, of I, I, when I when I remember we put this list together starting two or three weeks ago. They did sort of start mm-hmm. pushing them. Into the title picture, and then they did push Mr. Baby, so they sort of had a rise just as I was starting to put the list together. Right now that they're tag team champions, I guess I, won't, I will I will delete them from the list.
6: <laughs> didn't uh, didn't uh, El Generico crap? Uh, Sadie Zane go home with the belt, and they had to do oh, a yeah. tournament to figure out who the next champ would
4: be. Yeah, which belt yeah. did go home with? <laughs> the I title. Yes. It it doesn't
6: matter. Not
5: really. That's a bad part. It 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 really doesn't matter. okay, if we're having this type of conversation about your um your 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 third quote unquote title, you know what I mean? What what are we really talking about here, gentlemen, seriously? I
0: remember at the beginning of the show I forgot who held the first two titles. (laughs) See, I couldn't remember the WWE when, Universal Champions. Let alone... See, I was, how was I supposed to remember who dropped the IC title because they went home with it like a month ago? <laughs>
5: see, again, when you having trends like this, this is when you know the shit is bad. Even as bad as WCW ha- has shot themselves in the foot I don't know how many times, they never ever had they um they, they world champion off of t v for um what a a good a good two months straight when did that ever happen anybody i'm gonna say never and man TNA or impact did some crazy Boyland suicidal thing and man you they still managed to survive my cockroaches in a nuclear war and Yet, they never did stuff this crazy and, 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 and now it's bad that the state of wrestling is where it's at because I have to say it, Chris was right Chris I'm gonna admit it you was right. They need to shut this stuff all the way down Wait till they get this pandemic under control, start fresh, and then we could um, have fans that would appreciate wrestling, not whatever they're doing now because we really don't give too, too crap about what's going on, nor is it actually entertaining. I like Drew. Brian, no one really cares. They just have to give him a title because, well, he's big, the fans like him, and let's face it, well, he deserves it. But, yeah, it took Kofi 11 years to get a title, the big title. An
0: adult
4: title. (laughs)
0: Anyway, let's Let's move on. Uh, this is actually a fairly recent WWE stable. This is a stable that was sort of over when they were in NXT. And then WWE just really didn't do anything with them on the main roster. And then they split up. And now you sort of have the sort of members sort of spread out across the wrestling landscape. You had the one female member of this group was in a title match with three rules. You had the leader of the group was at Slimmiversary. And then you had Killian Dane on NXT doing something with the Robert Stone brand. He added Dexter Lumis or something. Any anyway, rate, sanity. They were, you know, they looked like they were starting to get over NXT. They looked like they were, you know, a solid stable. Unfortunately, WWE moved them to WWE main roster and had really nothing for them after that. I was like. They would have been better off just leaving him in the next NXT. That would have been better, probably for everybody except for Nikki Cross, because Nikki Cross is, you know, having a fairly successful, one I guess, in the main roster now. She just, even though she lost the title match, she's been a uh, tag champ with Alexa Bliss, so she's doing a nice, solid job overall, I guess. Eric Young is just sort of, just sort of floundered for a while, and now he's back in, back home, I guess, in TNA slash Impact. Killian Dane, he's. Still employed, I guess. I guess under the pandemic, this, I guess, that's enough to ask for. I guess, right now,
5: you still have a job, you still collect the checks.
0: So, any thoughts on sanity, gentlemen?
5: A wasted group that had so much potential, and it seemed like the only one that that that's actually um, did something was, like I said, Nikki Cross. Um, and one person you forgot about, Alexander Wolfe, who who's actually part of a better stable, um, which is Imperium. Actually, do um, do put on you know, some um, good matches. Now, um, I, I I look at it like, like this though. so um, the point you brought up was um, insightful and spot on. It's just a shame that um, sometimes the WWE like to push talent. To the main roster when they don't have anything to do with them, it's just like with um, EC3, it's just like with um, Ricochet and countless others. And my favorite one will probably be the Perfect Ten. Now everyone knew ahead nothing for that. You mean
0: to tell me EC3 chasing our Truth through hallways for about three weeks? That's nothing to do. <laughs>
5: Again, um, I know EC3 wondered why did he ever decide to come back? It's
0: still ridiculous that EC3, when his gimmick was being Dixie Carter's kayfabe nephew,
4: Mm
5: -hmm. was
0: wrestling in WWE. (laughs) That was pretty ridiculous.
5: (laughs) That was comical code to, to say to say the least. At least last week made a bit more sense. McIntyre coming back home made some sense.
6: I mean literally so the cool. fact that he was he was the owner's
0: nephew in a different company.
5: Using Alice's
0: gifts is ridiculous. It would be different if like Bobby Lashley was like you know. Dixie Carter's husband or something. <laughs> and then he was wrestling somewhere else. That would have been pretty silly too, but that's not the story they tried to pass off on. No, he he um
5: no, him trying to get over um as um Lana's um uh, lover slash new husband. Yeah, that 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 worked a whole lot better.
0: Anyway, let's move on to some other uh talent that didn't quite uh make it this is actually, I'd say, one of the rare true spin-offs of another stable that was very successful. Matter of fact, when you miss, mention the most successful stables in wrestling, you really only have two answers: you have the Four Horsemen, and you have the NWO. So we're going to talk about the NWO, but not the regular NWO. We're not even talking about the NWO team. We're talking about NWO 2000. <laughs> Basically, the NWO broke up, and then they formed a new version with Bret Hart in it. This time, they were like, "Oh, we're just going to keep it elite. This time, we're just going to just let nothing... no beat team, no scrubs this time." But at that point, they had sort of wringed every drop out of the NWO that they could, so it just wasn't going to work this time. So, what are your thoughts on NWO
4: 2000?
5: Uh, it's pretty much um, like, like you said. You um, did all you could do with it. Sometimes you just got to let something go and have creative control, do their freaking job, and be creative. It, it's, it's, not, it's not hard. I figure if, if us three could be creative, people who are supposed to be a um, quote-unquote expert have um, quote-unquote experience in this area should be able to be creative if that's your job. And it's like they dropped the ball so many times and they wonder why they went out of business. Hmm.
0: Yep. At any rate, uh, at least as far as unrelated to like some of the other stables on this group, they did actually have some success. Uh, Hart did win the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the Harris Brothers did become WCW tag team champs twice. Uh, of course, Hart had to vacate the title at some point. He went on a hiatus from like a few months. And he had an injury with Goldberg. That was unfortunately get got kicked in the head. I believe that's what, what caused that.
5: Yeah. Pretty much
0: that was the and last he, match It was the last match Until the ridiculous matches I guess they had, he had in WWE Where hey, hey Russell put on some gene shorts That's going to be terrible But uh, that's neither here nor there
5: Right
0: and Eventually basically the, the NWO 2000 stuck around From December 99 to like April 2000 uh, Eventually Jared Steiner and the Harris brothers Joined the New Blood And then Nash joined the Millionaire's Clubs Anyway, let's move on to another stable. Uh, did we talk about the union last week? No. Oh, okay. The union. Basically, disgruntled employees who left the corporation was the union in WWE.
5: You want to discuss
0: your many, many highlights of the union?
5: <laughs> do we have to?
0: It. Yes, we do. <laughs> But only okay. briefly because I brought it up. Basically, the union. All right. Also, the short version of, quote, the union of people you ought to respect, son, or up yours, Shane. Of course, up yours is spelled wrong. <laughs> it was a short-lived stable consisting of 4 the corporations. We had Shamrock, Big Show, Test, and Mankind they went up against the corporate ministry of the uh, corporation and, you know, the Undertaker's group that had combined at that point. So uh, basically they lasted from November 98 and didn't last very long because I think – I think that's that's that that when mankind got hurt, I think?
5: I think. I'm Actually, I stand corrected. I stand
0: corrected. The uh, Union debuted in May of ninety-three. May of ninety-nine. The Corporations started a little bit earlier than that. So. Actually, I'm, I'm getting some mixed information. Let me double check this real fast. Uh, in the meantime, talk amongst yourselves about any stable that you that you want to talk about that didn't quite get over. It. But you can, you guys, go ahead and tell. I want I, I want to get this right because apparently I'm getting conflicting information about when this started.
5: Ah, let me see. Um, What's that? Uh, uh, Okay, I'm trying to think. Hey, Chris, you there? Okay, maybe not. Okay, now the one stable I could um, think of, um, oh, probably I would go with um, Frontline, and this was in TNA at the time. Um, you could, I could go with the, um, the uh, Spanish, um, announced team or the flying Elvises, which I, I didn't understand that one. Uh, you could okay. go with.
0: Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to say though, were those stables that didn't quite get over or were those just stables that were just kind of funny and kind of joke stables? So I think, I, I, think they'll remember it fondly and they did stick around long enough to have some success.
5: I would call you for the flying I'd say
0: both. Of course, I didn't really watch TNA the back then. Matter of fact, matter of think about, it, I still probably have some TNA tapes that you gave me that I never got around to watching back So actually, next time you come by my house, remind me. I'll actually give them back to you. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they'll still work at this point.
5: <laughs> oh, i okay. Okay, answer me this. Okay. Do you remember uh, the Social Outcast? Yes. Uh, Blue World Order. Blue World Order is the stable that was over. They
0: sold a ton of t shirts, so they don't count for the qualifications of stables that didn't quite get over.
5: Okay, what, uh, what about the LWO?
0: That's a tough one. <clears throat> Because it was such a blatant rip-off. and they did have a lot of talent in them. I'm having a hard time picturing whether or not they were over or not. Because they had Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, who was, I think Rey Mysterio was fourth or something. They like lost the match or something. Right. But I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna not quite put them on this list. I'm, I'm gonna say they were at least over enough. where I'm not gonna put them at this list. They did have enough talent. We didn't like them enough. I did see a decent amount of LWO shirts, but like I said, they were just It was hard. To, it was hard to give them complete respect just because they were such, such a blatant ripoff of NWO. So. Anyway, I, it appears that I was like uh, the corporations started in late ninety eight, and then the union started in May of ninety nine. So I just wanted to clear those dates up. I did get that shooting out? Uh, okay. So let's let's go ahead and move on. Uh guests we discussed sanity social outcast a little bit our artist collective serotonin now we're like i said and we discussed last week like by the way if you're listening this week and haven't listened to last week last week we discussed the new blood the dungeon of doom the league of Nexus and the mexico's <laughs> if you want to hear about the mexico's if you worked if you didn't live through the first time you want to hear about what a terrible idea that is go back and listen to last week's edition but anyway We've discussed all the main sort of stables I wanted to discuss for this. I do have a couple of honorable mentions that I wanted to get into, though. This is one I literally forgot about. Do you remember X-Factor
5: in WWE? Oh, God. Oh, God, that was horrible. X-Pac, uh, you had just incredible, and you had um, Prince
6: Albert exactly. Stuff?
0: I literally did not remember this table at all. Eventually, after like doing some research, I kinda thought about like okay, I think I maybe remember a little bit. And this is like it's a, probably the height of X Pac Heat. X Pac Heat, if you're not familiar with that is, that's turn the turn. I don't wanna see this guy's sort of heat. X pocket had a nice run you know, prior to this, he was, you know, he was in DX, he was in, uh, NWO, but at this point, he really just didn't want to see him anymore. He had had sort of had his run and it was, it was kind of over him at this point, but yet he was still around because he had the right friends. So they resisted from February, 2001 to October, 2001 before they mercifully went away. (laughs) By the way, it turns out Albert left this and formed a tag team with Scotty Duhati. which I don't remember at all. <laughs>
4: so, they are
0: honorable, or actually, should I say dishonorable mention? <laughs> anyway, I'm, for the time being, I'm going to call it honorable mention for what we're doing right now. Next, we got uh, La Familia WWE. Another stable that I concluded got existed.
4: You this, is probably,
0: this is probably one of the purest stables as far as having a lot of talent, but not really getting over the stable. And when you go back, I forgot that this was a thing. If you look at the talent that was in this group, it actually existed for like almost two years. You mm-hmm. had Edge and Vicky Guerrero who both had great hit on them. You had Chavo Guerrero in it for a while. You had Curtis Hawkins as Zach Ryder, and then you had Pam Neely, who I completely forgot existed.
5: What's his name? Pam Neely. Okay, I forgot about him. Damn. How long did he now, last in the company?
0: I'm gonna say not very long, because I literally forgot okay. he existed altogether. Now, when I closed him on this list, I remember. The only reason I include them on the list, because I don't remember the stable at all. I remember, obviously, I remember Edge and Vicky Guerrero being together. I remember them having a nice, you know, decent run together. But I have no memories of them, Chavo, Ryder, Hawkins, and this other dude whose name I can't remember, Sam Neely. So I had to include them on this list just to the fact that I couldn't remember them. I do apologize if they were like a popular stable and were
5: over at the time,
0: but I just was looking back on stables. I
5: don't
0: remember
5: them at all. I, I, Is they stable? I, okay, don't quote me on this, but um, help me. Although okay, now if Edge was um, the the quote unquote leader of uh, La Familia, okay, um, what, okay, and him winning the the uh, world title, when they make okay, like when they make the like the stable over though.
0: It would seem like they were, but like I said, again, I remember Vicky Guerrero on Edge. I don't remember yeah. the stable. <laughs> so I feel as though since I can't remember them at all <laughs> as a being a stable, even though like I said, again, I remember obviously I can't forget Vicky and Edge together. They did they did some great heel work together. I even remember uh Zach Ryder and Kirk Hawkins sort of being the edge heads. I, I just that. don't remember this group being together as a stable. And I don't remember the name, La Familia, as a stable. It seems like with all of that talent in a group, I should be able to remember them as a stable. And since I can't, that's why I put, that's why I put them in an the honorable mention. Because obviously mm. with that much talent, they should be, like, in the first part, if they have that much talent, I can't remember it. But since I can't remember it, I don't remember the run at all, I, that's why I put them in an the honorable mention. <laughs> just to cut them that little bit of a break to say maybe. Last but not least, I'm going to put somebody Mm -hmm. on this that you probably forgot about, even though this was fairly recent. Are you ready? Yes. The Train. Oh, God. Apparently, Chris dropped off, so I'm going to bring Chris back in in case you wanted to address any of these, including the Train. Do you remember who was in the train
6: first? No. I don't remember the Zotrain at all.
0: Oh, once I refresh your memory, you'll remember fairly quickly, though. <laughs> back before uh, somebody with Future Endeavor, oh, Enzo Amore, Right, this is literally right before he got future Endeavor because they said, "Hey, maybe we were doing something. What should we be doing?" And then basically the charges did go away. But the ZO Train existed. They were just starting to put together a heel faction with Enzo Amore, Noam Dar, Drew Gulak, Ari Davari, and Tony Nese.
5: I do remember that. Oh God.
6: they feud? Yeah, like probably never, late they 2017. They never got off the ground.
0: Yeah, because unfortunately, right when they were starting to put them together, they sort of had to that's go away. Incident. You you can't have your leader being accused of sexual assault. That's that's bad for business. Although you know, there's some interesting uh, when we talk about that subject right now. There's some interesting people who have gone away and some who haven't gone away on the WWE roster. If you notice right now, but again, mm. like I said uh it's interesting who's went away and who hasn't <laughs> it might just be, it might just boil down to okay, We have multiple allegations against you, only one against you, so for the time being, we'll kind of cut you break see that could be it Because the people that there's uh uh Jack Gallagher, I only remember hearing about one or i think one allegation about him or two uh. One for sure, so maybe maybe, maybe it was multiple, maybe that's why he went away. Delbertree Dream had multiple because he had some come out at first and then some other ones came out later. Uh, mm. Matt Riddle has some allegations against him. Out of all the guys who've had recent allegations, though, he's the only one off the top of my head who hasn't gone away. <laughs> so – like I said, he is, as matter of fact, he's the only one of them. As far as I know, there's only been one public alle- allegation against him so far. So, again, I'm not trying to say anybody that I mentioned today is actually guilty. They all deserve to have their day in court. But as a general rule, once I start hearing multiple allegations against you, I look at that different than one. When you have one allegation, yeah, one, yeah, one, one allegation, allegation one I'm, I'm not saying we don't take it seriously. I'm saying. Again, you know, there's the phrase believe women. The phrase believe women isn't because somebody said it that automatically makes it true. That means you don't dismiss the allegation or you don't run down the person accusing, et cetera, et cetera. You take the allegation seriously. I take your allegation even more seriously when there's multiple people saying you have a history and a pattern of doing this thing that I'm accusing you of doing. That's just the way it works.
5: Oh, I'm okay, answer me this thing <laughs> Pardon me. Okay. Now um it um okay now um here's my question. You could make all the allegations you want, but um okay, if a he said, she said, she said, she said now what uh, where's the proof now? You no, know I mean because um okay. anybody, proof. anybody, In anybody, anybody, In anybody situation, can say
6: very rarely any evidence of anything. I was going to okay.
0: say, when you're accused of sexual but, assault, there's there's no such thing as – by the way, we got to stop using the word proof. There's pretty much never proof
5: of most crimes.
0: There's evidence.
5: Okay. Well, now, um, now, um, now, evidence. Now, just
0: every part of evidence doesn't mean that you did something. Like, for instance… Just because two people there was a sexual act doesn't mean, you know, if there's like, you know, there's certain fluids that are produced from that. Just because there's fluid doesn't mean that there was non-consensual act, et cetera, et cetera. So even proof is the one word to use. Is there evidence or not? In some situations there's evidence, and some there's not. There's some situations where somebody might go to the hospital immediately after the event and report it. There'll be some situations where sometimes you just want to clean yourself up and forget that it happened.
4: We're oh, never, uh, it's
0: never a time. There's never. We want to think that there's a right way to handle these situations, and you think, okay, if this happened to you, you should immediately go to the police. Then you should immediately go to the hospital. You should immediately report it. And that's the sort of way that pe- some people think that the way it goes. But unless you're in that situation, you don't know how you would handle it. I know there's a lot of gentlemen and I'm not, I'm not saying either one of you guys have said this. I'm just I'm just I'm just going I'm talking in generalities here right now. There's a lot of gentlemen who might say, Well, okay, if this happens to you, you should immediately go to the police, you should immediately go to the hospital, you should immediately report it, you should not come back out, you know, a year later, two years later and report it. And you know what I say to those guys? Okay. If a guy held you down and raped you, when would you report it and who would you report it to? And most of the guys that you say that to they wouldn't tell anybody it happened. So how can you expect yeah, exactly.
6: that they take that to the grave with them?
0: Exactly. So well, they let it
6: right around their head until they couldn't take it anymore.
0: Either that or they'd have to kill the guy and then pretend that it never happened. There's there's lots of different ways different kinds of different people handle it. So
2: well. I don't
0: Ever say is there's a right way and a wrong way to handle it? You know, when something that traumatic happens to you,
2: yeah.
5: you
0: don't know how you're going to handle it unless you've been in that situation.
5: Oh, um, oh, um, oh, okay, and I 100% agree with that and everything. Now we all got um, female relatives that that um, if anyone ever did something that horrific to them, I just say. It wouldn't be a good day for for that person I think we can all come to that general consensus Right
0: And there's also something to say That I have female relatives That it's happened to And they didn't necessarily tell me that it happened mm-hmm. Until much later After it happened And they And they've and some of these relatives have told me The reason I didn't tell you Because I know you would have did something That might not have been good For, you, for your it,
2: future yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Sometimes and,
6: right. Sometimes women don't tell the men in their lives because one well they don't a lot of times they don't tell the guys they're dating and stuff like that because they don't want to look like for lack of better wording, damaged material. And they don't tell the you know, the other guys in their lives like, you know, uncles, cousins, brothers, stuff like that, because they don't want to see us do something that means we gotta go away for thirty years now.
5: And I, I I do I do get that. Um, oh, okay, now my problem or question aren't the victims, okay? But I am okay. But I guess my question would be okay. I, I take this is so serious that I would not want an innocent man to go down for something that he did not do, because. Um, it, it's few labels that if you put on somebody that could be undone. And being a rapist is one of your more serious charges that you could put on a person. Can can we agree to that? Yeah. Now. Yeah.
0: But the re- reality of that is, it's way more likely that rapes go unreported than somebody's falsely accused. Now, I'm not saying nobody ever gets falsely accused. But I'm also saying part of the reason I'm more likely to believe some allegations than others is most people who do that don't just do it once. They tend to do it repeatedly. The average, we don't know the exact numbers, but it's believed that most people who do a rape have done it probably in the neighborhood of four. That's why it's believed that anywhere from like one in five to one in four women get raped or molested in her life. It's not because there's, like, you know, one in four guys is out here raping women. It's just that one guy will do it, and he'll do about four. So the actual number and percentage of guys out here raping probably would be in the neighborhood of maybe 6 or 7%. Again, we have no way of knowing these exact numbers because they are not all reported. But if you believe in the numbers that, like, the average number is guys doing it, who does it, does it about four times, that, that would put the number being about 6% of the population, making it up to about – one in four, one in five women It happened, it happened to them in their lives so. Anyway yeah, that I just, makes, that makes I, We didn't really plan on getting on this topic So I don't want to talk about this too much You know, this week Like I said, We, right. we talked about this previously before And uh, right. we, wanted, we did want to talk about Something a little bit lighter in nature That just sort of came up because we were
6: talking about Some
0: tangentially related things So, but anyway
6: well, uh, let, me, let me add in one thing on this topic Before we get off on it Back to the original point we came across with uh, the accusations. One thing you have to give these companies credit for is when these accusations come up, you know, there's accusations and then there are credible accusations. There's things that just, you know, that seem more credible than others. And before these guys are let go from their respective companies, they get called into an office with somebody and asked to explain this. And what you say in that explanation will have a lot to do with how your, you know, how the outcome goes for you, you know, because if you, with the, um, uh, shoot this guy, uh, bro, oh, crap. uh, crap. What do you mean
0: uh, This guy?
6: Huh? Shoot this guy. Saying, he just came from NXT. He you always know, says Bro. Oh, Matt Riddle. Uh, yes, Matt, yeah, Matt Riddle. Damn, this is that bad. He, the, uh, the company had already known about this whole situation. I'm not pretending to understand exactly what the truth is in the situation, because the two sides are very different, but the company knew about it. He was upfront about it and look, this is what's going on with me, my wife, and this woman. So, this is what it is. The first situation come off out of nowhere, and it's like, You get called into an office like, hey, we just heard this about you, what you have to say about it. Uh, Man, I don't even want to talk about that. All right, cool. You and yourself can leave and not talk about it somewhere
0: else.
6: Yeah, exactly. Or whatever wait. I I
0: do want to thank you for raising that good point. Uh, And part of the the explanation about that is... He's alleged that she's been stalking him For a couple years and stuff too So I'm not saying that he that he's guilty I'm not saying that she's stalking him. I'm just saying that was part of his explanation He did want to bring up His side, her side, and that sort of thing uh, And you do raise a good point of that Because also the uh, vice president From the NWA who's uh, Gone away Part of his accusation Was uh, She accused him of Trying, of are trying to uh, violate her While they were laying in the bed together Because they were, they were sharing an apartment They were supposedly sharing a bed Now As a general rule No matter how close of friends I am with somebody If I'm going to let a woman stay in my apartment If we're not dating As a general rule I'm not going to say hey come stay in my bed I'll I'll stay on my side you stay on yours I'm either going to tell her you can have the bed Or I'm going to tell her you can go sleep on the couch but what, what I'm not going to say is, while you're staying in my apartment, come sleep in the bed. I'll, I'll lay on my side, you lay on the other side. You know, you get on that side of the blanket, I'll be on the other side of blanket. That's not something traditionally that a heterosexual man will do with a woman that he's not dating, and he has nothing but platonic feelings for. <laughs> That's odd behavior. That's like uh, certain seniors who say... I love kids, but I'm not
6: attracted
0: to them. I just like having them
6: in my bed oh. for psychotic reasons. Oh. <laughs> mm. You know, and I've heard women say this before. I've heard women say, "Oh yeah, I just stayed in his bed, but we didn't do nothing, blah blah blah." It ain't even like that. He he, we don't even look at me like that, like. And I said either A, you lied, or B, he tried, and you know he was trying, and you just didn't catch on to it. And he didn't get too aggressive with these attempts. Well,
5: I'm,
0: I'm, I'm also going to say, also, he's lying. <laughs>
5: oh, he don't good. even like me like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, if, if I'm not attracted to a woman, I don't want her in my bed at all with me.
4: <laughs> no,
0: you Again, I'm either, either going to give her the couch or I'm going to, you know, take the couch. But there's not going to be – I'm not going to be in a bed with a woman I'm attracted to And especially not, you know, have her in my bed and say, I'm not going to try anything. No. I don't don't want her in my – if if we're not doing stuff, I don't want her in the bed, if for no other reason than the reasons of these accusations could come up. Because, you know, part of your your, your plausible deniability for any sort of accusation is what the situation is. Like I, like I was saying earlier, if a singer says, I'm going to put children in my bed, but I'm not attracted to them, no, that's not the way normal, healthy people work. So, if you say, I put children in my bed, but I wasn't molesting them, I'm going to say, no, that sounds like BS to me. Just like if you say, oh, I had this woman in my bed, but I didn't try anything. No, that sounds like BS to me. <laughs> right,
6: that sounds like garbage. Because, honestly, for most Head or nails. If you aren't necessarily attracted, let's just say about some weird chain of events, you found yourself in the bed with a woman you are not attracted to. It. It's still a 50 50 chance to try something because, you know, it's here. It's right there. You're a man. <laughs> or in hell, she might try something because. You're there. You know. No, <laughs> the right. reality is,
0: if you're in bed together, somebody's probably interested. <laughs> One of you. I'm not saying both of you are interested. I'm saying, eyes are frequently
6: find those bed yeah.
0: together, and they both share the congruent sexuality towards each other. One of them's interested. <laughs> True. Anyway,
4: that's
0: off topic. We got we gotten well off topic, but luckily it happened at the end of the show because the end of the show is kind of a free fall at times, you know? That's when we get into the too many black eyes stuff, we get into the political stuff, we get into the, some of the topics that aren't really wrestling related because this is wrestling with a problem. So we try to, you know, some some of the stuff that's problems or interesting things we try to do at the end of the show. So if you manage to listen this long, we appreciate it. Again, you know, if, if you came for the wrestling, we're glad you to that. If you came to listen to some other stuff, you know, you get some little extra little stuff. So, uh, thanks for listening. Anyway, uh, before we go, we take this last commercial break. Uh, uh, Chris, did you have anything you want to talk about before we go?
6: Actually, I got, um, I think I got anything else. Horror uh, show is horrible. TNA tried. And, uh... Oh, yeah, one thing about the people who came back to TNA. Does, in your opinion, does that make these performers, workers, whatever you call them now, does that make them look like, well, that, does that make, does that devalue themselves and TNA? Because they left TNA for bigger, better pastures, supposedly, and now they're back. Because if I'm with a woman and she break up with me to go date somebody else and it don't work out with him, you can't come back to me. I'm sorry, you thought it would be better over there.
0: I think for some of them it does, and other ones it does. I think a lot of it depends on how you run with the other companies win. I would say somebody like Eric Young, even though he didn't have great success in –
6: Okay. Apparently, King David Lane has been keeping by there. Or yeah. uh, One of the two.
5: Oh okay, um I guess until uh, King David uh comes back. Uh okay, when you go ahead and uh, finish what you were saying.
0: Sorry about that. I oh, got like, I got dumped off at the end of the sh- at the end of the show, but okay. I was in the middle of my thought about Eric Young. Uh, I was saying Eric Young somebody I don't think it affects him that much because even though he didn't have the great success on the main roster in WWE, he did have some success at NXT. And it's not like he was just completely getting jobbed into the ground when he was on the main roster. I think he lost a little match here and there, but I don't think he was losing an excessive amount. So with a guy for his character who was always sort of the underdog anyway until he eventually became you know world champion there at one point, for him I don't think it's affected. For EC3, a guy who was a little bit closer to his, quote, prime years in wrestling, I think, I think it kind of hurt him a little bit more. But the advantage to him is he's sort of rebuilding his whole character in a way. So if he goes back to, I'm not sure if he was there or not, because I didn't watch Slim version yet. But if he goes back and he sort of has this whole sort of new rebuilt character, it kind of works a little bit differently. That's sort of the way that Cody Rhodes sort of rebuilt his character after he left the WWE. So I think if you handle it correctly, if you're in the right part of your career, it's not necessarily negative. For other guys, it might be, though. At least for, like, for instance, Gallows and Anderson, even though they didn't have the great success they wanted on the main roster as long as they wanted, at least they did hold the tag belt so they can add that to their resume. So I think it, 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 it depends on how that – Sort of run with WWE. If you if you if you held some goal while you were there, you can forget a lot of the job and order a lot of you know not being pushed the way you wanted to be pushed. As long as you held some goal there or didn't lose too much at once, if you just got jobs into the ground or they basically didn't do anything with you, then that's a problem. But for certain guys, they, like I said, you can build anybody up if you handle it correctly. So even if you didn't have the succession wanted, there's a way to work around it. Okay, so we'll move on to Brian. Brian, do you have anything you want to discuss before
5: we go? Well, um, yeah, um, I um I think um since time is limited, um this will be next week. Okay. Now you had brought up um earlier on the show about NWO two thousand. Okay, now what if um um E would have put um um, the Doctor Thuganomics in that scenario.
0: Oh, you mean when they brought when uh, when they brought in uh, when they brought in NWR.
5: How do you think that would have worked? And um, I was curious on how it would have played out in um, both of y'all gentlemen's scenario.
0: Okay, that's that's an interesting take. Uh, I will look in. I will think about that a little bit. We we'll, go. We'll, Bring that in for next week. So I'm, I'm gonna put that in the Google. By the way, you guys do have a link to the Google Doc. That we have it for the showdown because we we upgraded our professionalism for the show. So I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the Google Doc. N.W.O. Cena. And then, like I said, I will send you guys a link. Hopefully, sometime
6: like that
0: early Monday or late Sunday, for the
6: link okay. ideas of
0: what we're gonna discuss in next week's show. So I'm, I'll send you the link. Again, it's the document's going to be The same document every week because you can just Adjust it, but I will try to remind you, Remember to send it to you again just to be safe Next Sunday so we know what we're talking about But actually, I actually kind of like that idea I'll definitely stick my teeth to that next week uh, Also, we have Some other things there that we have Listed for uh, potential future topics If the week's another slow week in wrestling So uh, look at those other Ideas as well I won't say those publicly because we're saving those for a future time But anyway You've been listening to Wrestler Problems. Thanks for listening, and
2: we'll be back next week. This is Matt Hardy, and you are
3: listening to the VOC Nation. and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcasts today.
1: VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey,
3: eggs and bakey. The morning after right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks,
2: and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, one of VOC Nation.
3: Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com.
2: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This
6: is the VOC Nation Radio Network. I came
4: looking for booty. I like you.